Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. On with Mario Lopez. What's up, y'all? Mario Lopez. Joining me now in studio, magician and comedian Justin Wilman. How are you, man? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm well, thank you. Fan of both magic and comedy. I'm a proud lifetime member to the Magic Castle. Are you really? Yes. Do you, do you play there? Often? I play there. I've been playing there since I was a teenager. Wow. Kind of as a part of their junior program. Oh, and I, cool. I make my pilgrimage every year. I love that place. It's so much fun, right? What's your go-to trick? Oh, me, I don't really have to. Well, I, okay, I like it. Mean, sure. He I drinks have, a lot and enjoys the show. Well, I do a lot of that. <laughs> I do a lot of that, but I have a couple card tricks, uh-huh. that, and I need to learn more. But I used to really be into it. My daughter's really into to magic right now. So, you know, we're, we're definitely big fans. Yeah. You got to let me know next time you're performing. I absolutely will. Okay. For sure. And you've been, you, you said you've been there since uh, a teen. How old are you when you did uh, get well, into it? Well, man, I started doing magic when I was 12. I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. And I, f- I mean, I literally f- fell into it. I was riding my bike one day while wearing rollerblades, trying to impress some girls. That right don't there tell is me a you haven't done this. In bike blading, <laughs> it's a lesser X game sport. <laughs> fell off, broke both arms. My doctor oh. recommended learning magic. Like I was in cast for six months. It was a whole mess. And he Wait kind of why learning magic when you well, broke both arms? So he and what did you do when you went to the bathroom? Yeah, oh, there's so many questions. Right? Cat, you know, and when you're 12 and you're all casted up, there's a lot you can't do. Wow, I'll say. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> but you know, you need to have some sort of physical therapy when you get those casts off to get your dexterity back. So he kind of saw that I had a, a liking to magic. So he was like, he, he kind of quote unquote prescribed it. And my parents, having the doctor's endorsement, were like, well, well, let's do it. Let's get you magic lessons. Let's go to the magic shop. And that's. All I've ever done. And that's all she wrote. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Look at that. It's that like doctor. malpractice. Malpractice turned good. Yeah. <laughs> and outside of the Magic Castle, which, by the way, if you're not familiar, is a hub here. 
um, for magicians, great magicians from all over the world. Yeah. Uh, you never really see the same same show twice. No, if, it's really if, special. If you, yeah, so it's a special place. Outside of that, what's the magic scene like in the rest of the country? Are there other sort of Magic Castle type places or are there certain hot spots? You know, the Magic Castle kind of stands alone. I mean, there have been other places that have tried to kind of pop up with a little Magic Nightclub, but there's something about the castle with the history and you know, I mean, it's like 21 plus strict dress code. Yes. Like there's really, it's kind of like a little portal back into a time capsule of yeah. a different era. And it's really hard to recreate that elsewhere. I'm starting a new residency in LA at the Roosevelt Hotel. Oh, fine. Starting in October. It's called The Magic Show at the Roosevelt. So it's Hip a block spot. away. Hip spot. Hip spot. Great history. Yes. Place is haunted. Oh, good for so you. So we're going to kind of do, you know, like a little, uh, little slick kind of upscale night out uh, every weekend starting in October. Oh, I want to check that out. I'm check totally that out. inviting myself. So and you don't have to wear tie. You can leave the tie at home. Yes, and cocktails will be flowing. Cocktails at, will be flowing. As they do there Absolutely. Uh, at the Roosevelt. Yeah. Uh, and you also have your first original magic series on Netflix, Magic for Humans. And it's not necessarily just a magic show, right? How would you describe it? It's, I mean, it's kind of, it's a magic show, it's a comedy show, but it's also kind of a like a, a covert philosophy show about life. I mean, I feel You're like checking off a lot of boxes. There's there. something about there's something about magic as an art form that's a very disarming, revealing kind of you know peel back the onion. So each episode, I explore a different facet of the human experience, whether it's self control, guilt, self expression, love, etc. Oh, cool. And like we did one bit in the belief episode where we convince a dude that he's invisible. We kind of do this flash mob in the park and. We, you know, really convinced a dude that he was invisible, which has been really fun. People really kind of like that. It's it's kind of like, um, I mean, I wanted to do a magic show that it was escapism. You know, I feel like these days we're kind of, you know, just every day you turn on the news. There's always something that kind of like builds a little tension. And I feel like magic is this great release, really makes you feel like a kid again. So I, I, I feel like I'm happy that I created a show that kind of just gives people a little nugget of wonder. Good Before for you, returning man. to the world, yeah, yeah, yeah. that that's uh, that's got to be challenging too. Just coming uh, coming up with such creative concepts. How do you um, develop your 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 premises for your tricks? And yeah, you know it's hard because I I don't want to just do magic for magic's sake. Like you can go to the magic castle, you see somebody do card tricks, and and it's just amazing when you're right there in person. I love card and tricks. I love right I love all the nose. I love all the close up magic stuff. Absolutely, I'm I a mean big sucker for that. And it defies explanation. <laughs> like you kind of like when you're seeing magic live, it just you don't need to pile on meaning. But I feel like on TV, there's an extra layer where people just kind of they distrust. You know, they're like, okay, well, obviously this. This program has been edited, you know, to make sure. it fit in the time. And, right. you know, so I, I you know, I want to create this trust with the viewer where, you know, it's all real people. You know, there's no hokey camera trips, but I want to add an extra layer where the show really is about something like each kind of piece serves a, a higher purpose. Nice. Yeah. And, and when performing a trick on stage, how long did you rehearse it prior to, uh, Bringing it to yeah, man. Like when I'm working on a new bit, whether it's uh, I've got a tr I've got a great trick that I want to do that no one's seen for a long time. What do I make it about? Or I want to do a bit about X Y Z. What's a trick that'll serve that purpose? It can take sometimes like a month or two on the quick side, or sometimes like five years until it finally wow. comes around. Yeah, that's a commitment. You got to work out the the technical aspect of the magic. You know, yeah. like I think of it as a comic when you're going up working out a new bit. If the joke doesn't work. You know, the laughs aren't there and you move on to the next joke. No harm, no foul. But if a trick doesn't work, like it sucks the air out of the room. Like if you if you're like doing a bit and then all it's of really a sudden point. you really see how it works, like it's hard to recover. It's not just a joke <laughs> yeah. bombing. It's like, you know, your pants dropped and you're like, well, this is good night. You know, I don't really know what to do. So you have to work out the technical part of the trick before you put it on stage. And then you got to work out the comedy and what the plot is about. And yeah. then then it becomes something worth 
putting on television. Has that happened to, would you say, most comments as they're paying their dues? And I mean, for sure. I mean, like no one, I mean, maybe Chris Rock can go out there. Oh, I just wrote this in my head last night and kill with that joke. Oh, oh right, man. I'm sorry. Comment. Most oh, magicians. magicians. I'm sorry. Not comments. Oh, sure. Most magicians were like, oops, you know you messed up. You know they saw it. Yeah. I mean, like <laughs> what I, and there's nothing you're more. Right, that's tough. There's it's, nothing it's more not like cringy comment. as an yeah. audience member to like, oh, you know, you you want you want the magician to win. Yes. You go to the Magic Castle, you don't want him to mess up. It just right. feels yeah, dirty. No, right. I don't want. Yeah, right. So, and but most <laughs> magicians have this like uh, air about them that's kind of flawless, right. you know, powerful, and that means that when you do have flaws, it really right. stands out. So my whole vibe is like I don't take myself too seriously. You know, I don't look like a magician. I look like an out of work Jonas brother. You know, <laughs> I feel like everyone's guard is down a little bit. So sometimes, like I like to toy with the expectation where it looks like I mess up and then I win, and then yeah. it looks like maybe it's going a different direction. I feel like that's. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. How, um, I got so many questions because of things. So what types of tricks are the hardest to pull off? Well, I'd say, uh, the close-up stuff when people are really right there inches right. away. There's no wiggle room for air. There's no wiggle room for air. So there's like, there's a bit that, that I had been working on for five years. I did a special for Comedy Central like five years ago. And there was a trick that I really wanted to do in it because we were kind of doing magic about technology where I wanted to convince people that I was removing their uh, government chips. You know, like find people who tin tin foil folks who believe that oh man the government they're chipping us they're following us Ah. (laughs) and uh, and you know psychic surgery is this kind of ancient art form where you know you you know it's it's all fake but it looks like you're like removing people's uh, failing organs or whatnot so I was like wouldn't it be cool to do that and I just couldn't get it to work for the that special but I I we made it happen for Magic for Humans where I kind of have a modified um you know well let's just say it's a it's a pump device that I got from the pleasure chest in Hollywood that uh. that will remove that makes it look like I'm kind of pumping it up and removing their their chip and their people are like six inches away so doing something that looks good on camera but also will blow yeah. your mind right there is is the most challenging that incredibly impressive we did tell them afterwards yeah. that it was that it was a magic trick and that <laughs> the government did not implant you uh, but, I, uh, I saw a couple episodes the backpack with you is that your magic backpack that's not, that's just my backpack. Okay. The magic backpack. I did a bit about minimalism in the self-control episode where, uh, you know, like minimalists, the, the, whole, the whole philosophy is that they, they've trimmed down their possessions, so they only have what they truly need. And I was like, well, the loophole is that, you know, I'm a magician. I can have a backpack with everything that I truly need in it, you know, and right. it's still in a backpack. So I would kind of go around this parking lot and whatever people say that they couldn't live without, I kind of pulled that out of the backpack until one guy was trying to be sappy because like, I couldn't live without my wife, oh, of easy. course. <laughs> so I pulled out a bigger bag and pulled my wife out of the bag. And yes. then that man ran away screaming. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's why I was wondering if your wife was here too. Yeah. Like, She's not. Yeah. Well, my wife is pregnant now. <laughs> oh, okay. So I won't tell you how I was able to pull her out of the bag, but there was some uh, flexibility <laughs> involved. Yeah, yeah there's, <laughs> there's flexibility involved that right now is not advised. <laughs> and, and you're in the middle of your fake believe tour. How does yeah. your, your live show compare to your TV show? Well, I'd say... Man, as you know, there's nothing like seeing magic live. So what's really fun is uh, the past couple tour dates, people who have seen the Netflix show and they're kind of like, all right, I mean, I like this guy, but can he do this live? And it's it's really rewarding when you when they they see what they saw on TV live, it kind of blows their minds even bigger. So the show is kind of about uh, it's kind of about living in the moment. It's kind of a little bit about escapism and kind of just, you know, being present and kind of the power of that. And it's a lot of audience participation. Every show is a little different. We do a segment in the the TV show called Magic for Susans, where I've, (laughs) I do magic for 
Susan's on the street. Kind of have to see it. It's random. Okay. So lately, every show, there's been like women holding signs that say, I'm Susan. Uh, and I'm like, this is weird. So uh, we've got, I'm doing uh, San Francisco uh, pretty soon and New York City dates uh, before I roll into that uh, residency at the Roosevelt. That's nice. Well, yeah. congratulations on everything. Looking Thank forward you. To, to checking it out. Before I let you go, though, I'm going to put you on the spot. Quick questions, quick answers, all right? Okay. Go to karaoke song. Oh, man. So SOB by Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats. So I love this song, and and I didn't even think it would be a great karaoke song. But man, this song's great because it is—he's kind of drunk and yelling the whole song, the whole time. Like that's perfect. the song, so it is perfect. Everyone chimes in. Last movie you saw in theaters? Last movie I saw in theaters was Eighth Grade. Bo Burnham. <laughs> Bo Burnham's movie Eighth Grade, really, really great. All-time favorite magician. All-time favorite magician is Lance Burton. Yeah, saw him when I was a kid. He was an amazing at, uh, Monte act. Carlo. Yes, yes. In Vegas. Monte Carlo in Vegas. Tux, Tales. Yes. Uh, he was the first magician to get like a $100 million 10-year contract. And it was at the Monte Carlo, I At the Monte wow. Carlo, yeah. Which like, I think really put magicians on like a, new, a yes. new level in terms of show business. Celebrity crush growing up. Celebrity crush growing up. That would be Jennifer Love Hewitt. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Can I pull her out of my bag yes. right now? <laughs> if you could be any animal, what would you pick? I would be a pit bull. Because I've got two pit bulls, and they're just really, really sweet, loving, amazing uh, animals that get a bad rap. I mean, if they need to like take care of business, they can, but right. they just want to cuddle and sleep. And that's what I want to do. <laughs> you know? I'm, same, same, same vibe. Uh, Magic for Humans is streaming now on Netflix. You can follow him on Twitter, at Justin underscore Willman. Thanks for coming in, Thanks, man. Mario. Right on. On with Mario Lopez. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.